Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman. What's up? What's up, man? We're doing it late this time. <laughs> we're real late. I don't know why we're doing it this late. Because the morning was busy? Something like that. These rolls are pretty good, so I'm rolls. Down, I'm down with that, yeah. From the kitchen here the at kit- the church? From the kitchen at the church. You know they're good. There was fried chicken in there, but you decided to bring in the bread. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I was afraid I couldn't do this after eating fried chicken. So um, today we're talking about um, the sanctity of life, which is not a podcast about abortion yet. Correct. Okay. Just life in general. Just throwing it out there. And why it's sanctityed. Right. Okay. So we're going to get into that. Cool. So... Go to Patreon, $5, uh, click all the buttons around the things, like, subscribe, follow, and all the other ones. My first question is, Joseph, what is life? Why life? <laughs> How life? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is life? Yeah, that, yes. Oh, that's a big That's a big question. Yeah. Um, so in... If, if we're just, all right, kind of define it from a couple of different angles. Okay. Because I got no other, I don't know a recourse, but I have to do it this way. All right. If I'm defining life as Christians define life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the word there for life most often is, is for example, in the Hebrew, the, the word that's translated as life is often, tra- it's really like soul okay. or living being. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are all interchangeable words. So to say one has life or one has soul or one is a living being, that's kind of all the same there. So from a Christian perspective, it's the fact that you know one has one has life, has existence because of being created and made by God. Scientifically speaking, mm-hmm. we're just going from a scientific perspective. Life is. So it would be defined as the quality that distinguishes a vital and functional being from a dead body. So this is the Merriam-Webster definition of it. Um, And so the sequences of physical and mental experiences that make up the existence of an individual. Um, The period from birth to death. So those are all ways in which... Merriam-Webster would define life. Um, if you look up life in Britannica Encyclopedia, and I mean, you're gonna get life defined in a in a in a numerous ways, um, based largely upon what level of or or through what lens of science you're going through. Okay. So whether that is biochemistry, whether that is physiology, you're going to have a little bit of different definition of what is life. And even in their definitions of life, they're really just distinguishing between like living matter and dead matter. Okay. And they're, none of them give like this completely like concise definition of life. So one's moving and one's not moving. Yes. Yeah. And they would use they would they would use words to try to understand life like growth or change or there's reproduction or there's you know active resistance to external 
pressures, there's evolution, all of those things would play into their understanding of life. So what separates the the definitions? Like what does yeah. the what does Christian definition have that science definition doesn't and what does science definition have that Christian I think, definition doesn't? Yeah, I think that in I think that in the scientific definition of life there has to be evidences of of like of growth or change like there, you have to be able to see something happening okay, okay. to say this is life mm-hmm. all right i think in a in the christian perspective it's not based solely on the movement of growth or change it's it's really just the fact that that life has been given and okay. so that or that life exists and so i think there's a kind of the the biggest two distinguishing factors it's like one is wanting to like up and rightfully so from a scientific perspective you want to observe something mm-hmm. so they're wanting to observe what is this living matter doing so you can't observe god scientifically you can't right like because i would define like because we're talking about you know when we talk about life and then specifically when we start talking about sanctity of life mm-hmm. we're talking about the fact that one has sanctity of life because of having the image of god upon them or the likeness of god in them and so therefore that's something that's not going to be observable mm-hmm. through a physical lens right so God gave us life. Yes. How? How did God give us life? Mm-hmm. All right. So where did he have it that it then is? Okay. So he had it within himself. Okay. So in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And the man became a living being. Or it could be translated as a living soul. So hot God breath. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have life because of hot God breath. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. We're a bunch of dirt. Right. That's that's where that's where it began with okay. Adam. Like I mean God God formed Adam from the dust of the ground, breathed life into him, and this being, Adam. Adam now has life. Okay. Yeah, and then and then life has been reproducing ever since. Did you say Adam? Adam. Why? Uh see that's the Hebrew word for Adam and Eve. That's how I should be saying it. No, Adam. Or is Eve like Ave? Let's just say let's stick with Adam. Okay. <laughs> let's make everything simpler. Let's stick with Adam. All right, cool. Before we were talking before we <laughs> started the podcast apparently when i was writing my questions i was mixing up uh sanctity with being sanctified okay. which i didn't know was a different something <laughs> right yeah maybe i should have and i'm an idiot but <laughs> no no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> but so what is what what is a saint a life that contains sanctity all right. <laughs> yes. So a life that contains sanctity is just a life that has the image of God. Okay. So I wrote that as how was life sanctified? And that's wrong. Why? 
Okay, so that would be a different question. That would be referring to how to like. So how is how is life sanctified? So I'm not saying it's wrong. The question itself is wrong itself. All right, but not in but the, because okay. Let me clarify something real quick. Okay. All right. So oftentimes when people use the word sanctity, mm-hmm. okay, the way that I just used it, and I say people, Christians, use the word sanctity, they're referring to it in the sense of there's a sanctity of life, there's a sacredness of that life okay, that is inherent to that individual, not on the basis of what they have done or can do, but on the basis of holding the image of God. Okay. In other words, God has formed them, created them so in that's his what sanctity likeness. Means. You're right. Okay. It's the sacredness of life that is that every individual, every human has because God has formed them and created them. Because God has formed them or because God formed us differently than everything else that has life. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, because God has formed us differently than everything else. Okay. And because we have the image of God in us, so we're image bearers. And it's that image that gives us the what we refer to as having that sanctity of life, that sacredness. That is why we have that sacredness, is because of the image of God. Okay, so what what is sanctified? Yeah, so sanctified, most often, individuals refer to sanctified as like, so I'm, in other words, I'm going through this process of sanctification, or I'm sanctified in the sense of, oh, I'm more sanctified now than I was X amount of years ago, because... I now look more like Christ. So to be sanctified is to be like set apart. Like there's that understanding of it in the New Testament scripture. So there's the idea of being set apart and sacred, yes. But then a lot of people, when they hear the word sanctified, also connect that idea of being transformed into the image of God. But we start out in the image of God. We start out with a... How do I phrase this? We start out with a with a version of the image of God that has so the image of God is in us. Okay, so James three nine says that men have men being universal, humanity has the image of God. Right, but we also know that that image has been marred because of the fall in Genesis three. Okay, and so. Are we Which ex- is why we're here and he's there. Right. In, okay. Right. In, like, in other words, do we look exactly like Jesus? Okay. No. No. Okay. He had longer hair than me. <laughs> yeah. According and, to 99.9% of the pictures. Right. And he was definitely not near as white as you are. Right. Right. Um, and so... You said that, not me. I did. That's fair. And uh, and so Jesus, <laughs> and so Jesus, um, if we looked more like if so, the process of looking more and more like Jesus is the process of being sanctified. Okay, so we never actually reach our goal, not until we see Him face to face. Okay, so what is a non-sanctified life? A non-sanctified life would be a life that is not being conformed or transformed into the image of God. Okay, so what is a life without sanctity? Yeah, a life without sanctity, there is not a life, a human life without sanctity. Okay, so 
all the other life that exists that we would define as moving processes and mm-hmm. growth and reproduction and all the science right. stuff. What what is that according to God? What is that? Why 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 be if you don't have image of God? Yeah, I mean he he created them for his pleasure. Okay, the same way that he created us for his pleasure. It's just about us being humanity with mm-hmm. his pleasure. For his pleasure. It's just that with humanity, he also placed within them or within us the image of God, which therefore allows us to commune with him. Okay. And so can... Commune, am- like, that doesn't mean talk to. That just means, like, be, be with. with. Yeah. So my cat can't do that. Correct. No matter how much it scratches up the furniture. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Yeah. It cannot do that. So, so there's not that well, so it's that sanctity, it's not that sacredness there. Okay. Yeah. So why not? I'm gonna let you ask God that question. I mean, he obviously created the earth and all that's within the earth for his pleasure, mm-hmm. for his glory. Um, we see throughout scripture where the earth actually, you know, bows before him, you know, where in the sense of this idea like of Lion King? Of, <laughs> no, not Lion King. And so, um, but we have this sense of, um, <laughs> I'm so thrown off, <laughs> like Lion King. <laughs> So earth bows before the Lord, that his creation bows before the Lord, his creation honors him, his creation can glorify him, all those things. But what creation cannot do, creation that's outside of humanity, what they cannot do is have communion with God, have relationship with God, to be with God. Okay. In the sense of a conscious knowingness of that I am being with God, that I'm walking with God, um, and that I can hear his voice. And so, um, and be in a relationship with them there, that is absent from them. Okay. And so when you ask the, like the idea of why, like that would be a great question to ask the Lord. I will. All right. <laughs> okay. So all human lives have sanctity. Correct. So are, are, are there human lives that have more, sanctity than others no like do pastors have more sanctity than regular people no did the disciples have more sanctity than regular people no did does the pope have more sanctity than regular people no is he more sanctified than regular people he may be more sanctified than some people okay but that's not a cross the board thing okay and and Trump obviously has more sanctity than anyone. Correct? No, that's not correct. Well, I I don't I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> oh boy. Um okay. <laughs> Why not? I mean, not Trump. I was going to say specifically <laughs> to Trump. Oh no, boy. Not Trump. How long you got? Why why doesn't like why are there not some people with more sanctity than others when 
like, I guess because you said God knows everything that's going to happen to people. Sure. And knows where people are going to end up. So are there, are there people that like start out with closer communion to God? Therefore, would they not have more sanctity than I do? Okay. I see what you're saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like what if we, the starting point is different? different? Right. Okay. So the starting point's not different. Okay. All right. So in other words, every individual, every human ever created, ever made, mm-hmm. was given sacredness via the image of God within them. Okay. So nothing they've done or earned or, you know, like there's nothing they've done to earn this sense of sacredness. It just, they have it. That's the sanctity of life. Okay. Now, when we all come, like we are all on the same, so every one of us born, growing up, we're all on the same um, playing field, if you were, mm-hmm. in the sense of we're, we all have original sin within us. We have a sin nature. We are apart from God. And then individuals who come to know Christ, who are born again believers, who begin to follow Jesus, however you want to phrase that, they begin to follow Jesus. And now they're in the process of being sanctified. Mm-hmm. So they're in the process of looking more like Jesus. So are there people out there that are further along in the sanctification process than others. Sure, absolutely. But everyone holds the same sacredness in the sense of being image bearers of God. I'm not sure I've ever been able to quantify or prove or whatever that I've communed with God. Mm Mm-hmm. So how do I know if I have sanctity or not? You know you have sanctity because you're an image bearer of God. So I just got to look like him. You've been made by him. And he has given you that sanctity. Okay. That sacredness. So when Jesus was on earth, Mm -hmm. was he more... Did he... Okay. (laughs) When Jesus was on earth, did he contain more sanctity... Slash image of God than I did. Okay, so when Jesus was on Earth, he held a whatever the way I would phrase it is, he held a greater that he holds a divinity. Okay, within him that you and I do not hold. Okay, because he is divine. So he had sanctity of life because he was a dude, but also sure. was divine because he was God. Yes. So he was closer to God because he is, is God. the God. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So for Jesus, being born, he, he was born fully God, fully man. Mm-hmm. And so holding both of the things you're talking about, image of God, yes, and also the fact that he is God. Okay. Can animals and whatever gain sanctity? No. Gain, like, can they get sanctified? No. Is there anything they they can do to be better at it? No. Okay. No. They're just they're just animals, man. They're just animals. Sorry. Your cat cannot become more <laughs> sanctified. Joseph, I wrote a lot of questions, and 
And uh, I thought this was going to take a lot longer. Right. And I just keep giving you yes and, and it's no. And it's just, I, I thought there was more to this, but apparently I was wrong. <laughs> so so like, I'm so sorry. Here, that here's so, what we can do. I'm so sorry that your work has just gone to nothing. Horses. <laughs> you can't start naming off like every species and every kind of Horses. <laughs> no. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Yes, Abraham Lincoln had sanctity of life. George Washington. Yes. All I'm doing is naming presidents at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Ariana Grande. <laughs> yes, she had sanctity of life. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese is not, unless that's a nickname for somebody that that person does. Swiss cheese. <laughs> Again, no. Oh, that's what I could do. Like a vanilla ice. <laughs> if you're referring to the person <laughs> vanilla ice, yes, he has sanctity of life. All right, we can get to more questions now. Okay. All right, where does this talk about this in the Bible? About sanctity of life? Yes. About having the image of God? Yes. In the first part? In, yeah. So in Genesis chapter 1. Okay. And one of the things that I think helps us to kind of see the fact that this is a distinction is that through the first part of Genesis 1, like all the way up through verse 25, it goes through all these days of creation, right? So so he's creating, there's the earth and there's the waters and there's animals and there's plants. and, And he's going, and after all of these, he's going, it's good. It's mm-hmm. good. He saw it, and it was good. He saw it, and it was good. And then we get to verse 26 in Genesis, and it gives a, a different description. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. And so, and then after he saw all that he had made, which now included this, these image bearers of God, he said, it's, it was very good indeed. And, and so um, now he's looking at all of creation and he's saying, not only is it good, it's very good. Because now these image bearers of mine are on this earth as well. So life without the image of God is good, and life with the image of God is very good indeed. Yep, that's what the Bible says. Okay. I'm rolling with it. That's very good. Indeed. Thank you. So you said that sanctified is me getting closer to what Jesus looks like. Correct. So grow my hair out. So, is there anything I could do to lose sanctifiedness okay. within myself? Sure. Okay, what? All right, so if I am going to do the things that are opposite of the nature of God, of the image of God, so if I am stealing, if I am killing... All of those things. So just sins. Sin. Anything. 
okay. gossip. I mean, I, I used real big ones initially, but yeah, um, those would be things that are that are causing us to not look as much like Christ, and so therefore that could be seen like if I am the way I would phrase it is if I am remaining in this unrepentant sin, mm-hmm. okay, then I am not progressing forward in sanctification. Okay. I, I am instead, I believe, reverting back to ways of living or reverting to ways of living that are contrary to the ways that individuals who follow Jesus should live. So Hitler, he lost a bunch of sanctifiedness, but was still sanctity. Yeah, and 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 uh, Hitler is always the one that comes up, and okay. it's and and this is a tough one because you're right. Did did Hitler have a sense of sanctification in his life, of looking more like Christ in his life? Well, absolutely not. Right. right? So, so he definitely was not growing in sanctification. But did he have sanctity of life still? Was he still an image bearer of God? Mm-hmm. Yes. He killed a lot of people that liked God, though. Killed a whole lot of people. And and this is one of the hard ones because it's one of these individuals and you're like, I mean, this guy is depraved. And I don't disagree with you. Like he's like he had entered into like full depravity, turned over in the lust of his heart to just do what he wanted to do. Okay. And even in the midst of that, even in the midst of that, he was created with the capacity to be able to know God. And so therefore he has sanctity of life. And it doesn't mean so like for example, it didn't mean that when I say that people like that have sanctity of life, it doesn't mean there's not consequences for their actions or we excuse them for anything because well they've got sanctity of life. No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying even the individual that's a Hitler or that's a serial killer that's in prison, you know like still have sanctity of life because they still were formed and made in the image of God. So anyway, speaking of Jews, uh, in the Bible, uh-huh. were Jews' lives, did they, did, because I know that we might have talked about before, or it's a common Christian, whatever, that Jews were like, like super people in the Bible. <laughs> like they were better than everyone. Okay. Somehow. So so was this the scale on which they were better, or was that a different scale? Okay. So were Jews set apart as God's chosen people? Mm-hmm. Yes. Were they set apart among all the other nations from all the other nations of the earth to carry out and to carry forth the purposes of God? Yes. Like so all that's true. Okay. Did that make them of greater value to the Lord. No. Okay. The in the sense of did they have a greater sanctity? Were they more imagey? Were they more imagey? So yes, at times. Okay. They looked more like the image of God. And their set apartness actually caused other people to look upon them and go, 
their set-apartness caused other people to look upon them and say their God is the one true God. Okay. Because of the way the Jewish people were living, the way they were acting um, toward one another and toward even other nations. So this whole but, thing is like is like nature versus nurture, kind of. Like I am born with or before that. I am image of God, but I can sanctify farther myself to look more like that through life. Yes. Okay. Yes. So are we born with an image of God? Yes. Okay. Are we continually being transformed into that image of God or into the image of God? Yes. Okay. If if we're following Christ. So I, I'm born as a copy of the image that kind of looks stupid <laughs> and I'm getting reshaped to yeah, yeah, to look more like it. Yes. Like a bunch of puzzle pieces thrown on the table. Correct. And then you start moving them around and yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean the one of the analogies that's used in scripture a lot is the idea of a potter and clay. Okay. So like I'm there's a, a like there's I'm a, a lump of clay. Right. When I'm born. <laughs> right. And then I'm okay. That that has the capacity to look like the right. image of God. Okay. And then through over time this potter is forming this clay. Cool. Yeah. And so that that imagery of the potter and the clay is carried throughout scripture. So I'm just made out of glob of God stuff. There you go. There you go. I mean just... that sounded a little bad, but <laughs> Yeah, and and so, but you know when you're when you're asking about the the Jews, the Jewish people, like I don't want to slight the Jewish people because they were absolutely set apart. They were God's chosen people, you okay. know, and they were first among all others to have the gospel come to them and go through them. Right? I mean, Jesus himself was a Jew, mm-hmm. and so they are to be highly valued and highly honored. But do they hold a higher degree of sanctity of life within them? No, they do not. Okay, if we met aliens, and they could talk and eat and flew around in spaceships and were smart enough to have conversations with and all of that, would they have sanctity? Do they have the image of God? I don't know. Right. But how would we measure that? We're, we're, now we're getting off into a, a philosophical la la land a little bit with aliens. Uh, I understand that. <laughs> but you're still wanting to go here. Yes. Do they have the capacity to commune with God? If if they said no, <laughs> then I wouldn't believe them. But if they said yes, I wouldn't believe them. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, so what I'm also getting from this is you're very untrustworthy of aliens. Right. Well, I'd be untrustworthy of anyone telling me anything, <laughs> as everyone listening to this podcast should be. <laughs> so, so wait. So, so you're you're untrustworthy of aliens and all other people and everyone else that tells me everything <laughs> okay. until I can see evidence. Right. I think. Okay. Or have some faith or whatever. Or, but I'm not going to have faith in aliens. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> how could I? <laughs> I mean, I can have faith that they exist somewhere, but after I meet them, I'm not going to believe them. So, 
How would we know if they have the image of God? Like, how would I be able to tell? If they, if they had the image of God? Yeah. Like, what is it that I see in other human beings that I would look for in them to know this is a image of God set apart something? Right. I guess if they had the ability to consciously... This is kind of where we got to get about the communion part. To be able to consciously relate to and relate with God. In other words, they're not acting just all purely on instinct. Or they're not just artificially created in AI form. Okay. Right? There's a ability to relate to God, commune with God consciously. That'd be at least the beginning point for me. Okay. So if you told them, hey, there's this concept of God out there, and they had no idea what you were talking about, then you'd yeah. be skeptical. Yeah. and But as I'm saying that, I don't love the way I'm presenting it. Okay. Here's why. Because God God creates all kinds of beings. Mm-hmm. E- even, even so beyond just what we see here on Earth, angels are living beings that God has created that are not in his image. Right. But they're consciously aware of God and consciously able to connect with God. In this, By connect, I just mean they're consciously aware of God and they're consciously able to say, yes, there's a God and praise him because of it. Okay. okay? But that doesn't mean they're image bearers. And because on the flip side of that, you've got individuals that are special need and actually may not be able to articulate the sense that they can commune with God or even be able to have an emotional or mental capacity to seem like they are able to, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, we don't really know if that's true because they may be, you know, like we just don't know. Um, But but they are image bearers of God because they they were made by him and he decided to put that image bearingness on them. And that's why I'm saying it's different between us when we define life in the way that science defines life. Because I don't need an observable thing to say that's life, that's sanctity of life, that's image of God life. All I need to go is, and I, I mean, this is kind of I guess where I'd go to is like, as hum- humanity, we know we have been given the image of God. I don't know if I would be able to make that jump with an alien, even if they're telling me, oh, yeah, I know God. Do we only know that we're in the image of God because God told us? I think that's fair to say. Okay, so if we met aliens and they said, yeah, but we'd have to get them to say it first (laughs) before before we said it. Right. You know, it's 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 kind of so like they'd have to bring a book from their planet, and you'd have to see it come out of the spaceship right. with them. It made me think of like you know that movie where they're sitting there going, "Who is your god? Who is your god?" You know, so you know in the I don't know if uh, have you seen the movie Infinity War? Yeah, and in Infinity War, it's like Doctor Strange and Chris Pratt's character and. 
Um, is it the Who it, is Gamora? Why ice, is Gamora? Ice, yeah, it's right before that. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it, like Iron Man. Yes, yeah, same same scene. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "Which god do you serve?" You know, oh, kind of yeah. thing. And it's like this idea of trying to figure out, you know, who is your god? Oh, right, right, you know? right. I remember that. And and I feel like that's kind of the way it would be with us and aliens. Yeah, <laughs> who's your god? So. And then he goes, "There's only one god, or whatever." Yeah, right, right. Okay, so yeah, that's what it would be like. Yeah. Guess we'll never know, or we will. Or we will. Are we going to have an aliens podcast? Because that'd be fun. Sure, we can do an aliens cool. podcast. I'm good with that. But can I? I just want to make sure I hit this one time because yeah. I want to make sure I'm clear on this. When I say image of God, the image of God is not that one has to consciously be able to articulate that they can commune with God. It's just the fact that's how they have been made. And like you said earlier, or just a minute ago, the fact that God has told us we're made in His image, and that's enough. And, and so, because I, I, or that's the only way to know. Yeah. Otherwise, right. Why would I even know? Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Because if you said to me, I'm made in the image of God and didn't have anything to show me why you thought that, then no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. If, if, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so will I go to hell if I don't believe this? Don't believe... That I am made in the image of God. Does that matter? I don't know if it's a salvific issue. Okay. Um, I don't think I would call it like an essential doctrine. Um, But I believe that if you read through Scripture, you see the consistency of being made in God's image or God's... Sometimes I refer to it as God's likeness. And mm-hmm. so, therefore, I think it's an important doctrine, but I won't go so far as to say it's a salvific doctrine. Okay. So, if I, if I chose not to believe this particular fact of my own existence, how would that, how, how could that affect the way I go about living my life? I think it would. I think it could directly impact both your the way you relate to yourself and the way you relate to others. Okay, how? Because if I don't believe that I'm made in the image of God, I may not value myself as I should. Okay. I may not I may not care for myself as I should. You know, one of the things of being made in the image of God is that we actually should care for ourselves. Like we should actually love ourselves. So when Christ says that we are to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, that's not like some, um, you know, narcissistic idea of loving self. It's the idea that we have been made as image bearers. We have been made in the image of God. Therefore, we should love ourselves. I think you should have loved yourself more and brought the fried chicken in here instead of these dinner rolls. (laughs) Well, we'll pause here. And others. Well, we'll pause here in a minute. Go get you some fried chicken because I love you. All right, so Ugh. Ugh, that was weird. All Are right, we so, done now? Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go. I'm out. Um, and I think it would also impact the way you related to other people. Okay, because if you related to other people just in the context of, well, that's just a person. That's just a they. You know they were a jerk or I don't like them or whatever. And you don't have to value them at all. So if I, I mean, if I treat myself like crap, I probably treat other people like crap. Probably so. Yeah. Okay. And, but I think with other people too, though, though, even when I, even when it's the worst of them, 
want to see the worst side of someone, I can still say, but they are an image bearer of God. Okay. And they still, they still deserve, and I think that's what Christ was talking about when he was like, you need to, you need to leave, you know, love not only your neighbors, you need to love your enemies. And it's that idea of going, I will love not just those I agree with or look like me, but I will love everyone else. So it's okay to hate an animal? No, because that would not be caring for that animal. And we've been told that we have been given the, you know, in Genesis 1, the passage I read earlier, that we've been actually given this like dominion over his creation. So there's a sense that we should care for all of his creation. So do whatever I want with them. I dominate them. <laughs> Big difference between dominate them and have dominion over them. Okay. Yeah. If I don't feel sanctity in myself, how do I feel more sanctity about myself? All right. So if <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people would probably, I think a lot of people would probably connect with this because how often do we feel real sacred? Right. I don't, I don't think I don't feel very sacred. Right. Well, I, I'm times, on this side of the table. <laughs> And most times I don't feel very sacred either. <laughs> and I, so I think that probably is something that every one of us should be more mindful of. Okay. God did make us. He did make us as image bearers to be able to commune with them. That's what an incredible honor and privilege that is. You're special. Just like everyone else. Exactly. I am full of sanctity. So what can I do to... Like, what steps can I take to make myself feel, like, feel what, or feel or think about myself more in that way? Yeah, so I think for all of us, when we, especially as we read through Scripture, Mm -hmm. I think we begin to see how unbelievably chosen and called and set apart we are by God. Okay. And... So, I mean, obviously we can, as we're reading through the Old Testament, we're seeing that in the lives of the Jewish people. But for, as Christians, as I read through the New Testament, I'm reminded of where my identity lies. So as I get more sanctified, I will be more aware of my own sanctity? Yes, and I, cause, because what's going to happen is you're going you're gonna to be more and more transformed into that image of God. Right. So therefore you're more aware of what it is to even hold that image. Okay. Because you're 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 beginning to experience not just experience but actually live out from that place of a, a healthy image of God and not just an utterly broken image of God. Okay. And so 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17. I'm sorry, verse 18 says, we all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the spirit. And so I believe it's that idea that as we like gaze unto the Lord, as we gaze unto him in his word, as we look unto him in worship, as we look in, unto him through taking you know communion at the communion table, as we're looking unto God, I believe that one of the things 
that will begin to happen is that we, by the Spirit of the Lord, will begin to be transformed into that likeness of God. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I feel a little different now that we've done this podcast and I know a little bit more about myself. Yeah, that you are full. I just gained one sanctified experience point. Yep, and that you know that you hold sanctity of life. Right. Which I within you already did since a while ago. Cause I'm thirty something years old. I forget my own birthday a lot. You're getting old. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing that happens? Yeah. Yeah. Once you run out of fingers, you just forget. I mean, everyone does. Yeah. And I mean, especially when you pass fingers and toes, mm-hmm. just call it a day. Mm-hmm. It's all downhill from there. Yep. And as a dude, if you add that other thing, once you get past 21, I mean, that's like the last birthday that even means anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you say so. <laughs> well, this has been the one I heard this podcast. <laughs> you can find the podcast on everywhere that has podcasts and YouTube and Rumble. Go to Patreon, $5. Click all the buttons around the things. You can follow updates on the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff. And you can follow Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the one I heard this podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.